right, folks, it's Notes of a Goon. What is this, episode 42, Mike? That's what I have on the thing, so I hope it's right. All right, here we go. Uh, I'm your host, Chris from Brooklyn. We got a lot of cool stuff going on. I'm starting the show with a Bud Light Seltzer. It's a watermelon mojito flavor. Ooh. Yeah. No, I don't think it's a gay flavor. Why would you? Remember that from Family Guy? Remember? No. We're not doing this. We're not going to do member Family Guy. Fucking, uh... Watermelon mojito, though. We're not doing member family guy. Whatever, Mike. <laughs> Look, I just I just thought it was funny. I'm glad you're the- spilling watermelon mojito on yourself. This is it's a it's a pretty good tasting Bud Light seltzer. I don't really normally drink these seltzers. I think they make me all uh, stupid in the head. Uh, but this one is not a bad flavor. This is it's a, you know it's becoming summer. This is my cool summer breeze. Bud Light mojito watermelon. It's gonna be. It's minty, it's watermelony, it's like fucking... Chris, did you pick up a secret Bud Light sponsorship? I would tell you about the sponsorship, Mike. I give you a portion of all of our ad sales. Yeah, which is why I'm thinking you picked up a secret Bud Light sponsorship that why you don't want to cut me in on. Secret Bud Light sponsorship. <laughs> look, all I'm saying is I love... Look, when it hits the summer, when, it, when, in the summer, when the summer just hits just right, and that garbage smell is in the air in New York City, I like to cool off. With a Bud Light seltzer watermelon mojito. Chris, please stop doing a Bud Light seltzer ad. What are you talking about? I'm just doing an ad. I'm just talking about the cool, refreshing flavor of minty goodness, grain alcohol, and watermelon, Mike. It's grain alcohol? I believe so. Ooh. Or malt. It's some sort of malt beverage. I thought it was vodka. You think they actually put vodka in this That's shit? That's what no. they claim. Cold, cold fermented cane sugar, natural flavor, citric acid. Yeah, they just... Dude, they literally just leave sugar in the sun. <laughs> yeah, put bubbles in that shit and serve it to these fucking... Ooh, sun sugar. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's how they make Bud Light seltzer. <laughs> Still sound like an ass. <laughs> all right, Mike. Look, let's get into this. I got a bone to pick with you early in the show. Okay. All right? Now, normally I don't have a bone to pick with you. You're, you do a bang-up job around here. But, you know, you run. You're, you're, you're the booker at Old Man Hustle. Had mm-hmm. a great show this weekend with Louis J. Gomez and Zach Amico. Incredible. I was hosting the show. I did a great job. The one thing is, there was a there's a bio on the social media for the for for the club, and I'll, I'll read the bio on the air. Um, it says uh, Chris Vega, born and raised in Gowanus. Chris from Brooklyn is a neighborhood guy turned comedian. He has been featured on Sirius XM and currently hosts High Society Radio and Notes of a Goon. Now, all of that is true, but it's a little diminutive, you know. And I'll tell you this right now, no one is born in Gowanus. There's no hospital in Gowanus. Do you think I was birthed in the canal? I could see. I came out of a birthing canal, but I was not born in the Gowanus Canal. I didn't spring forth from all of the uh, gross matter in the bottom of the Gowanus Canal as like some sort of ghetto Athena. I mean, in my mind, you were certainly a midwife, baby. It's like some I mean, kind of the Irish are all midwives. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? All right. Some kind of shanty Irish birth in a fucking bathtub somewhere. Yeah, that's true. It could it could have been true? I was in fact born in a hospital. I was born in Brooklyn Hospital in Fort Greene, actually. Okay. Well, all right. Regardless, you know, I think it got the point across in just a couple of sentences. The week before, I was doing Amy Shanker's bio, and it was like, yeah, she pulls a lot of her comedy from the fact she used to be a teacher. Okay. Okay. Chris pulls a lot of his comedy from the at, fact that he's you I'm know a neighborhood guy. I'm looking at Zach's bio. It's got all these. Zach has appeared on Comedy Central, True TV's Impractical. He's also. Have had you a, been on True TV's Impractical Jokers? I have not. Okay. Have you been on Comedy Central? I have been in Catalyst Wrestling. <laughs> okay. That's in here. Yeah. That's one of Zach's main shows. 
I'm just saying it's a it's a it's a I'm just saying it's a much longer thing. It's a I little- put a whole thing about how Zach has like made a whole other career doing like a wrestling manager thing with different promotions in the neighbor in the area. Did you want me to say that Chris also has pro wrestling? Did you want it to make it seem like I'm doing an all pro wrestling show? Could we do one of those? We could. All right. Do you know enough good wrestler comedians that we could do one of those? I don't know any. We both know one. Besides Zach? Besides Zach. I don't know what you're talking about. You have no clue. Mick Foley? Yeah, we're talking about Mick Foley. That's 100% who we're talking about. And you know what? I don't think I could book Mick Foley at my club. <laughs> Does Ron Funches get in the ring now? I don't know. That'd be super fun, though. Yeah. You should book Ron Funches. That'd be pretty dope. Dude, Ron Funches and Mike Lawrence? Ooh, talk about a wrestling show. Dude, fun. let's do that. I want to hang out with those guys. I, like, great I, love show. Those. I love dorking out with those guys. I'll email them both, see what I can do. All right. Nice. All right. Um, sir... It's, Interesting you have a bone to pick with me. Oh. Because I have a bone to pick with you. What's that? Chris, what time did you say you were going to be here? Uh, I believe I said 7.30. Okay. What you actually said was 7 p.m. I'm pretty sure last night, before I started drinking, I said I would be here at 7.30. There was no talk about this before you started drinking. This was an well, then end of the fault. night conversation. This is, you, this is a you fault. This is a me fault? Yeah. You should have texted me and reminded me. Not how me in the you morning. say that. It, it would be my. It would be your fault, not a you it's fault. Like, it's a you fault. No, it's uh, like a U-Haul, but for blame. For <laughs> and you're dragging it around with you. <laughs> All right, I like you fault. Anyway, um, Mel, what we said was 7 p.m. Right? I was thinking Chris will be here by 7:30. So when I got, uh, that's, that's fair. Because you know what? I guess there is a good chance I said 7 to you, and I just thought 7:30 in my head. Because here's the thing, Chris. Mm-hmm. Uh, I. Am someone who's known to be late from time to time. Always. Right? So I rarely mm-hmm. ever hold it against anyone else for being late. Fair. I wouldn't have a bone to pick with you if mm-hmm. I didn't get a text from Brian at 731 mm-hmm. saying, hey, uh, if you got to run in and uh, record with Chris right now, I can handle ads. Uh, but Chris wasn't here. Uh, well, I couldn't. So now here's what, for a little, this is a little inside. So for the people that are listening. On, when we record the show, Mike is typically pulling ads for the Believe You Me podcast with Michael Bisbang. That's why he has such great insight on MMA, like calling Herb Dean a racist. Um, <laughs> so he has to do that before the show. If anybody doesn't know, uh, uh, Michael Bisbang trusts uh, Mike with with his with his seventeen year old daughter. Um, anything? She's eighteen now. I mean, you knew that a little bit. Quick. <laughs> I don't want to get beat up by a blind man, but whatever. Um, that's gonna be. That's gonna not not look good on your fighting resume. Is all I'm saying. Um, uh, but so typically, I come in here. So what actually happens is often Mike will be like, "Hey, what are you gonna come in like eight thirty nine? And I'm like, "Sure." And then I get here at eight thirty nine, and we start at about ten forty five, because you are you have bungled something quite often, and are starting from scratch on whatever it is you are doing. I'm a known bungler, but. I knew I had Chris from Brooklyn tonight. Uh, I had a break because I had no training today, so I got as much work as I could possibly get done throughout the day today so that I would be ready to rock at 7. I was honestly thinking but we'd be ready f- to record right, right, by right. 7.30. All right, Mike. This is the first time mm-hmm. that you've ever actually been ready on time. So you didn't call my bluff. That's all I'm saying. 
I did not call your bluff because uh, I was doing. Uh, I'm gonna. I have just, a bone to pick. I'm that's just, my bone. Fine. I'm gonna just throw this out there, Mike. I have terrible ADHD, <laughs> which I think everybody who listens to this program knows. Um, and you know what I was doing? And I was ready to go on, riding bicycles. I was riding a bicycle <laughs> here. Of course, I was. It's faster than the train. Uh, that's beside the point. What what I was doing was I was trying to figure out if I could go from Newport, Rhode Island to a demolition derby via ferry in in Long Island next Friday. And I, I wanted to see if I could leave. What time, what's the latest I could leave Newport, Rhode Island and get to the ferry and make it to the demolition derby at Riverhead Raceway next Friday. And, you know, it's a lot of math. Why are you going to be in Newport? I got some uh, hotel points that are going to expire, and there's, like, nice architecture out there. It's a nice thing to do for my girlfriend for my birthday, and then I get to go to the Demolition Derby on the way home. Okay. It's a quick little trip. Sick. They're going to expire at the end of the month. I got to fucking use them. I dig it. And I remember my buddy, my buddy Phil went out there with his chick a few summers ago, and he showed me all these dope pictures of, like, like cool, like you know, you tour these like old timey mansions and shit is pretty. You know, I you know I fucking nerd out for shit like that, like museums and history shit. Yeah, dog, it's sus. I get it. Yeah, no, it's super gay. I'm only gonna fuck my girl's butt the whole weekend because it's also my birthday. Like I said, you know, Mazel. Yeah. Um. So again, yeah, I understand that you had a bone to pick with me. Uh, I think I was doing the right thing by finding it these fairy times. And also, you're never on time. Are you gonna be able to make the ferry at least? I am gonna be able to make the ferry and uh. the yeah. Well, I mean, I have to wash my dick off, but you know, I might have to do that in the car with like a bottle of water. But it's gonna be fun. <laughs> You're gonna be a fairy on a ferry. Yeah. Oh, it's good. <laughs> it's good. Um, but I thought, uh, but you're always late. Why is this like somehow you were on time once? You have a bone to pick with me. Yeah. First of all, let me break this down again. Yesterday, I showed up long before the person who booked me on this show. Okay. What time does the show start? 7.10. Okay. What time did I get there? 7.11. Before 7.10. <laughs> Don't you lie. Don't right, you lie. It, but it was like 7 o'clock. <laughs> it's like 6.54. I'm just saying. I got there a little early because I'm like, you know what? Let me just like get... Just not, let's not pretend I'm not getting most places on time. Look, I'm usually an hour early to my shows. This time, the show started an oh, hour early. Oh, just earlier. the ones I'm on, you're not an hour early to? Well, you it's know... third time, Mike. Well, yeah. Just I've been on three shows at this club, and three no. times you've been there after me. You've been on four shows at this club, and the other ones I was... Sure, one of them was the same day as one of them. <laughs> no. Okay, fine. No, you had a regular... You had a hosting spot that I was an hour early for. I remember, I was working the door, I was working hard. Hmm, okay. That's so much fun, dude. What? Working work the door at the comedy club. You really enjoy that? Dude, I love it so much. I used to hate... Uh, Working the door at the cocktail bar. Different class of people. Sure. Not people looking to have a good time. Dude, just, I don't know. At least once a weekend, I see the table of two young girls who are like, oh my God, I love your energy. And then they just give me their number after. Nice. It's incredible. I mean... Like, it kind of almost counts as a date. Mm, does it? I don't know. They met me. Right? I made them feel comfortable, and they were like, you know, happy to be there. And they didn't fuck you, so it's like one of your dates. That's what I'm saying. Right? And then they, they laugh a bunch, and then they leave, and they see me again, and they're like, oh, yeah. It's that guy. Yeah. Oh. Now I just laughed a bunch. I've seen him again. Mm. 
Oh, I feel a connection. Oh, I see. So they laugh at all the other... You're like Banya from Seinfeld. <laughs> so you seat them. Remember Banya only could have a good set if Jerry went on before him and killed? Sure. I don't remember this, no. Did you produce a Seinfeld-related Yeah, podcast? we're only on season three, and we have but another an episode in two weeks. Yeah, yeah, this is eight, eight seasons in, I think. But, um... So... I but you're 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 fucking coasting off the laughs from the professional comedians and me. Yeah. You're yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying you're coasting off all those laughs. I I am a hundred percent. Yeah, that's like what I do, Chris. That's I work, I'm a behind the scenes guy. What what do you want me to do? But I'm just saying it's like that uh, that's the most Mike Harrington thing I've ever <laughs> fucking heard. Jesus Christ. All right, are you set up? But do you understand why I was late? Uh, yeah, because you don't respect my time. Moving on. I mostly respect <laughs> your time, but I ex- I expected, dude. I looked at the person who just. Who, first of all, that's another thing. Brian was drunk, hanging out with us last night. The guy who gave you the extra time today, who was literally being like, he won't be done with this work. So I'm just going by. Oh, the guy who makes you do the work said you won't be ready. At the time you said, so I can fucking dick around and look at this ferry. Moving on. We got some very important news to talk about, Mike. Look, there's things going on in the world that we have to talk about as a show. We get to the bottom of shit. So now I saw a thing. Now, I haven't brought something to the show from the PBS NewsHour in a while because you were judging me on it. Um, But I saw this piece, and it's hilarious. And I gave you some timestamps. Um, so basically what this is, there's a guy named uh, David Troyer. First things first, pull up a picture of David Troyer. It's spelled T-R-E-U-R. Uh, jur- and just put, like, journalist. It'll come up. Uh, this is a guy who's saying that... T-R-U-E-R? T-R-E-U-R. T-R-E-U-E-R. T-R-E-U-R. Okay, I got it. Um, this is a gentleman who, uh, he, he's a, he claims to be a Native American, and he wrote this article... <laughs> That is arguing for, yes, now, if you notice this gentleman, this is the whitest possible gentleman. Um, This is Michael Stipe White. Dude, this guy is just, this is Park Slope Garden Party White. You know what I mean? This is like, this is I have an Asian wife white. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, and this guy is, uh, I guess he's some part Native American, and he believes uh, that... The uh, he wrote this long article that the national parks in the United States should be given back to Native Americans. Now we've already given Native Americans casinos. Uh, I don't think they need parks too. Like how many leisure activities do you fucking need, Native Americans? Jesus Christ! Um, now can you play the first timestamp I gave you where we're, he's talking about how he thinks this will work with the Native Americans? Is that with kids in a school? Mike, I gave you a sheet of paper. Yeah, I have a sheet of paper in front of me. With times on it. And yeah. they are listed from top to bottom. Go to the first time. Okay, the yeah, this is slightly different than the one that PBS has on their site. That was the oh, issue Oh, yeah, I go had. to the YouTube video I gave yeah, you. Yeah, I, yeah, I got it. Cool, cool, cool. Um, but, yeah, this is his plan. This is David Troyer's plan. This is so He's asked, well, how do you think this will work and blah, blah, blah. So can you sh- show the clip, Mike? Millions of people visit these parks every year, and there are 574 federally recognized tribes. So, David, how would this plan work? Well, that's the really great news, um, as you know, at least as far as my life is concerned, is that I don't have to have plans. 
I just have to have ideas. Pause it. As parks were being created. What a fucking ridiculous thing to say. You wrote a fucking headline article, front page article in The Atlantic. Fucking, you're being interviewed on the news and you go, I don't really have an idea for how this would fucking work. Isn't that fucking great? Not only that, I'm not Native American. I'm clearly a white dude. He doesn't need to have plans. He needs to have ideas. Yeah, he doesn't have to have plans. I just I just have to have ideas. My idea is give me things. <laughs> That's my idea. Cause like you, here's the thing with this guy. Is as soon as I saw this, I was like, this guy is just like, oh, I'm gonna because you know, I happen to be uh re-watching Penn and Teller bullshit. They do a great thing about Indian casinos where they're literally like it's like five guys are making money off Indian casinos in a whole fucking country. This no, guy's just like, I'm going to own the whole fucking thing. All the national. No, because what it is is the biggest gaming casinos are not near the largest population of Native Americans. So it's like kind of fucking over the most Native Americans. A lot of the, um, a lot of the uh, national parks do happen to be near Native Americans. But the idea is, is like, all right, so... You're just going to give good land to Native Americans. How does that stop it from turning into whatever reservations are, which are supposedly bad places to live? Mm. He has no plan. You get what I mean? Like, He's I have got heard, ideas, though. And, like, here's the thing, man. There's, like, documentaries and stuff about, like, you watch shit about, like, reservations are, uh, some of these reservations are hood as fuck. Have you ever watched some of this shit? No, but I did read the comic book Scalped, so I feel like I know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, I think that's that's pretty close. Yeah. I I read a couple of issues of that, and I feel like that's pretty fucking hood. Yeah, that was Azarello. Uh, no, it was um, the guy who went on to do the Hulk, uh, Jason Aaron. Okay. Um. So yeah, let's let's see. Let's hear some more from uh, David uh, Troyer. Good for parks. So I get what you're saying, that you're the ideas guy, not the policy guy, but you do mention a consortium, and this is a really big idea. Uh, I wonder whether the tribes are equipped to maintain the 20,000-some trails, the recreational areas, and the wildlife. Uh, would there be some sort of agreement that would guarantee that the pub- public could continue to access these parks? You know, what I propose is that there be, you know, sort of covenants put in place that protect the parks and protect access to them. As to whether Native people are equipped, you know, we have through long and difficult experience, you know, managing our own tribes by sort of fighting the United States government um, and trying to establish our own tribal governments, working with the United States to form our tribal governments, enduring the sort of paternalistic hand of the Bureau of Indian Affairs. We have through long experience um, developed the perfect skill set. There is no one better equipped to manage parks than tribes. There you go. We uh, have the experience necessary. Stop. Um, hey, here's all these things that we lost. We're going to be great at this. That's what he's literally saying. Look, here's the thing. I'm not saying Native Americans. Now, Mike, you were, when I sent you this, you were like, I'm into this idea just reading the headline. Yeah. Have I changed your mind at all? Well, I mean, just in the sense that this guy keeps saying we when he's clearly no, why, Norwegian. Dude, that is a, yeah, dude, that is a British man. Like, that's Ben Kingsley, all right? Ben Kingsley is on TRT like we're going to be, and he's fucking, I'm telling you, this is ridiculous. Ugh. Very silly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know, dude. I, I don't, I'm starting to think they might not have the manpower. 
Yeah, I don't think they're going to be able to figure this out. Um, go to the ne- go to the next uh, go to the next clip. All right, give me one second. Okay. Um, but yeah, dude, I, just some about this guy just bugs me. He's like these guys that sit in fucking diners and are just they they say things, and you're just like, I don't think you've ever read a newspaper. No, certainly, not, like certainly not. In terms of not, you know, going too far, would you rather have tribes run the parks or would you rather have the Park Service administration inside the Department of the Interior run the parks? Parks are right now vulnerable to the shifting winds of federal policy. It's actually not a very radical idea to give them to tribes to protect and not only to protect, you know, from sort of environmental degradation and overcrowding and all the other things that parks deal with, but to protect from the very government that created them in the first place. Pause this. Who would you rather run the parks? Uh, Native American tribes or the Park Service? I don't know. One of those two things has parks in the title, Mike. Yeah, but one of those things is also a government branch. I understand that the government is bad at everything. I am always arguing that the government is bad at everything. I just don't understand. First of all, he did. This guy didn't ask any fucking Indians if they wanted to run a park because he also says, "Yeah, you know, we'll make sure it'll have to be written up in a way where people still have access." It's like, do you know it takes a lot of work? For first of all, also, as far as the park service, like it takes a ton of work to run the national parks. But on top of that, did you see the Ken Burns documentary on the national parks? No. Dude, there's a video on um, YouTube called Ken Burns Yosemite LP. The black guy that Ken Burns has in the Yosemite documentary is the most passionate man I've ever seen for any fucking job ever. You're going to put that guy out of work? You're going to tell me he literally says he doesn't have to go to church on Sundays, Mike, because he works in his church, and that is Yosemite National Park. So just convert to the tribe, dude. You can't just convert to tribes, or I would do to get some of that sweet casino money. No, I'm sure. I'm sure they would have things in place for you to be an honorary member of the tribe if you work for the parks department and you want to continue working for the parks. So now we're going to tell government employees that are in a union mm-hmm. that they have to join a new ethnicity. Yeah. Apparently, it's pretty easy. David Troyer did it. Yeah. It's like getting ordained by the Church of Humanity online. What I'm saying. Yeah, he can also officiate weddings with this fucking article he wrote. What a fucking ass. I hate this guy. Isn't he so fucking hateable? Yeah, I want to hit him in his dumb turtle head. Oh, he fucking sucks. This guy's just like, well, luckily, I just get to write articles where I be a pompous ass. And look, here's the thing. I have a journalism degree, not a Parks Department running degree. I'm sure every Native American has a Parks Department. They all, look, every Native American majors in Parks Department. They're all, they're, this is the same thing. I, I know I've talked about it on the show with the fucking projects where fucking the projects don't have through streets because of fucking um, a bunch of white people were just like, yeah, if we just build community space, uh, you know, black people all have dance circles. And it's like, oh, well, now we just put the poorest people in the country in these places that cops can't patrol. That's all that this is. It's just like him just being like, well, don't you understand? Uh, Indians are at one with nature. Some of those motherfuckers like computers, dude. They don't want to run the fucking parks department. You're literally giving these people a job that maybe they want to move away from the fucking nature, fucking stereotype horse shit. 
You know what I mean? Maybe some of these guys that aren't living in a fucking brownstone that have to live on the fucking land in a fucking reservation just want to fucking, you know, I don't know, get a nice job in IT. Yeah, this guy's definitely going to take his grand piano out to the fucking woods. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's going to get... Yeah, the back... Yeah, like, it's like... Well, it's like, look, I just like no. This is the kind of guy who just like he just wants to know that Native Americans run the national parks. He's never going to a national park. No, this guy is definitely allergic to way too much stuff. Yeah, in the national yeah, park. yeah, definitely. <laughs> he can't make it. He will. He wouldn't make it out. <laughs> Dude, when I was at the Grand Canyon, when you're going down the canyon, there's just all these signs of people who clearly didn't make it up the canyon by nightfall and died in the canyon. That's totally this guy. Wait, for real? Oh yeah, there's That's tons terrifying. of like there's tons of flyers around the Grand Canyon, like at all the like landings where you can take a piss and shit. There's flyers of people like last seen here this time, blah blah blah. Keep an eye out. People just like die in the canyon. Do you not know this? No. Who knows this? Mad people die at the Grand. Look, the national parks are death traps, and I am a good person by not wanting to trap our last Native Americans there. All right, Mike. I I wish the racehorse wasn't at rehab because he would be great here to have here now, but he's not. What do we have? One more clip of this jerk yeah. off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It picks up right where he left off. Okay. Well, there's two more clips then, right? No, it's just the one. Okay, let me hear this. You know, I'm reminded that it was another Atlantic cover piece about reparations for African-Americans by Ta-Nehisi Coates a few years ago that really sparked a conversation about reparations. And now places are actually starting to pay out reparations for the descendants of slaves. Uh, David Troyer, do you see that path forward for Native Americans? Absolutely. You know, and reparations to Native people need to be made in the form of land. Pause it real quick. That is fundamental it needs to be made in the form of land because we don't trust inflation give cash to those filthy blacks i'm david troyer this is that's that's the subtext of this article that's what he said that's what david troyer said that's i'm saying yeah that's what he's saying he's saying he needs the land because he's not too he's not so stupid as to take cash to have it inflationary he wants land because he knows he can make more money on it and he needs place for all those books he needs to put all these I wonder what books he I wonder like like I'm going to throw this out there. He knew he was about to do this Skype with PBS NewsHour and he's like what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a couple of books down. You see how there's some books missing off that shelf behind him? Oh yeah. And then that means he's reading them. Yeah, that means he's like looking through them a lot. You know yeah, what I mean? He's in the middle of those books. Yeah. Those are all goose those are all the goosebumps books. <laughs> all right. <play. laughs> um you know what? You know it's it's a really powerful thing to stand at, say, Yosemite and to look up. We are observing and being a part of an incredible thing when we get to go to places like that or Yellowstone or Glacier. It would be really, really profound as well to stand in those places and know that you're standing on native land once again and to look up at Half Dome or El Capitan and know you're not just seeing a beautiful mountain, but you're actually seeing the practice of justice. Pause. And in this country, in this- So that's where we're going to leave this off. You guys can go find the piece. Um, how hard, when he said El Capitan, right? How hard was it for him to not go El Capitan? Because that's how he would say it if he was in a Mexican restaurant. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. 
that was fucking super difficult for him because this guy is the most yuppie douche. David Troyer, I can we? He definitely s- orders the pollo. Oh yeah, he he's never once uh, asked for chicken. Otto's con pollo, mm. por favor. Just like this guy is insufferable. And much like you, Mike, I don't necessarily think it's a bad idea to give Native Americans some level of control over the national parks. But here's the thing. These are still just people, right? Isn't it a big thing with the national parks they don't want pipelines running through there? Yeah. Peace pipelines are okay, though. Uh-huh. Uh, peace pipe. Yeah. Chris, we were doing so good. I know, I know. I really should. We were doing so good. It's a good segment. It's a good segment. It's a great segment. I hate this guy. He's such an asshole. Did he just bring that out of you? He brought that (laughs) level of shitty humor out of me. That's how bad David Troyer is as a person. Because here, no, but here's the thing. It's like, how do we know Native American? This is the weird, this is the thing that pisses me off, and I'll let you say what you're going to say in a second. How, like... It's it's racist to think that Native Americans can't also be evil and sell the rights to their land for fucking a pipeline. At least the United States government is going to get billions of dollars and not a handful of beads, Mike. I was going to say, who knows whether or not they'll just sell for beads yeah. again. Yeah. <laughs> they <laughs> might. Should we give them back Manhattan? I, I mean... Or do we just offer them another bag of beads? Yeah. I mean, whatever. Now we can get, like... Even whatever, we give some better than beads, even. Yeah, we get some mad nice beads. Dog, chocolate-covered raisins didn't even exist back then. They'd be like, what? No, but I do think there should be a thing where it's like, look, if you're (gasps) serious about this, create a program where you create scholarships in the Native American community for people to go to college to get the degree necessary Mm to, like, get a job in a parks department, whether that be, like, you know, I don't know, would that be, like, a tree degree? What would you even need to work at the fucking parks? What is it, the fuck is a tree degree? Well, I'm saying like... All would, degrees are made of tree, Mike. They're you know paper. what I mean? Like a degree in fucking knowing trees and shit. B- like botany? Yeah, no, botany's plants. Talking like strictly like ar- arbitrary. Ar- arboretary? Sure. Yo, I want to you know, go eat at an arboretary. <laughs> this is, yeah, this is, this is a pretty good segment until we both didn't know what a tree degree was. You know what I'm saying, though, right? Like, if yeah. you create that fucking, if you create an actual program, uh-huh. right, and, and do a thing where it's like, oh, now you see a pipeline where you do have a bunch of young Native American people who are actually interested in this mm-hmm. and want to grow our national parks and people who But he are, doesn't see that because he doesn't hang out with other Native no, Americans. He's, he's just never part- talked to a Native American. Yeah, he might just be like a 16th Native American or something. Yeah, 100%. He just wants some land. Yeah, he just wants... He wants a timeshare without paying for a timeshare. Those do look like the books of a man who, like, goes to other people's timeshares. Yeah. <laughs> he definitely does that. Dude, I fucking... It's just the... This is the worst kind of person. Like, it's like the no-plan... These people should do this thing that I want them to do because it'll make me feel better in my house in fucking Brooklyn. Oh, so the AOCs of the world. Essentially, <laughs> yeah. It's it is a brutal I'm just disturbed. I'm disturbed by the whole fucking thing. Because it's like, look, as soon as I hear it being like, yo, the National Park should go back to the Native Americans, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Let me break this down. He talked to the PBS news hour before he hollered at one chief. He didn't send out a text, an email. I bet Yo, let me break this down. Yeah, I bet he didn't send a smoke signal neither. Definitely didn't send a smoke. Google, just put in a DuckDuckGo, contact Indian tribe, and pull it on the screen. Okay. 
I want to see if we could write an email right now shitting on this fucking piece from the PBS NewsHour and see if we can get a Native American on the show next week to talk about it. Now, this might not pay off. I will follow up on it. Okay, so NativeAmericans.com has a link that says contact us. Let's, I mean... NativeAmericans.com? That's what it says. All right. This I is a very bare-bones <laughs> website, and I am very worried it's a white supremacist website. Please click a thing. No, it's got okay, all it's the tribes. tribes. It's tribes. Yeah. Okay. So let's contact them. Okay. Simple contact. There's no contact form. Okay. It just says simple contact form in brackets. I'm just going to throw this out there. This is pretty basic HTML stuff. We really can't trust these people with the parks. <laughs> I'm going to... Or, or, point, counterpoint... They're so bad at computers that they must be good at they nature. They must be good at nature. Is that how that works? I mean, kind of. Time is a flat circle. You're it's like right, a Mike. pie wheel, right? Yeah. Like, you know? All right. I'm going to email the Native Americans. <laughs> how? No, I mean, that's how, how you're going to you? start the email. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'm going to do, I'm going to figure out how to, I will. I don't know. Is there smoke signals on the blockchain? Can we do that? Yo, that'd be great, dude. We could NFT some smoke signals over to those guys. Dude, if, if only one of those guys had their fucking ear to the ground and we could just stomp some Morse code in. You think they know Morse code? Probably. Yo, maybe. That's, an interesting, that's one of the most interesting things about you, You've heard that thing about uh, with the Navajo shit uh, with World War II coding. Wind talkers, yeah. Yeah, that shit is fucking dope. Yeah. I gotta watch that movie again. That movie rocks. Yeah. Nicolas Cage rocks. Dude, he's the um, no, all right, so here's the new plan, right? We get a bunch of our boys together, and we just stomp on the ground like we're a herd of buffalo running through the streets, and they'll just come find us. And kill us and use all of our parts? Well, no, they're going to be no like, homo? no, they're going to show up and be like, all right, there ain't no buffalo here. And we're like, no, 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 we got to talk to you about this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll just see him in the trees. We'll be like, hey, hey, hey. No, 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 we're going way off track. We're getting, we're getting a little too fucking shitty. I, 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 I'm actually going to contact these people. All jokes aside, I'm going to contact somebody, and I want to see if I can get somebody on the show to shit on this guy because he's the worst. And he didn't even – we found a website. First of all, go back to that website, NativeAmericans.com, which <laughs> hilarious that's a thing. Uh, now, scroll down, go by tribe. Just pick any tribe, and let's see if we can just contact that tribe. Okay, Connecticut Indian tribes. Is there a link to just contact them? Uh, it seems up up there. There was like a yellow link, right there. Yeah, this is, look. They have a phone number. Oh, you want to call it? I mean, I. You, it's this is a Connecticut tribe, and I doubt their business hours are going on. Where right is now. their phone number? I don't see it. Was there not a phone? I I saw one. Just click contact us again. Oh no! But at least there's an email. And it says form they're here. in Washington. I don't trust this first site now. All right, but this is a real whatever. All I'm saying is he could have found. We found this website. We're idiots, and we found this website in 30 seconds. He could have found a fucking chief to talk to. He's a journalist for the Atlantic. We're idiots in a studio. We are idiots. Moving on. So dumb, I couldn't even. All right. Now. Last week, we talked about uh, Israel. We got to the bottom of things. Mm-hmm. And then we really fixed it, Mike. Because you know what? Ceasefire. Do you think it was us? It was either us or uh, all those celebrities that signed that thing. Mm. My question is, mm-hmm. 
you know, you're a guy with a podcast mm-hmm. with over 7 billion listens a week. It's true. Why were you not on that list? They didn't even ask. It's crazy. I think it's all juice. I just think they don't respect podcast. the art form. Yeah they, yeah. yeah, they don't get that, you know, a lot of work goes into a podcast. Dude, the voice of the people. Yeah. We're out here, and we're coming in here, and we're talking to these microphones. Yeah. Do you pretend radio for our friends? This is real radio. Yeah. It's the same, you know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so there's a ceasefire in Israel because, uh, you know, obviously they heard us making fun of the Mufti and they were like, you know what? This is all silly. Either that or like uh, Variety has this thing. Uh, there was a, um, a letter with 125 entertainment professionals sign an open letter urging peace in the Middle East. Thank God these people did this, Mike, because otherwise this fighting might have went on forever. You know? I mean, you know. I'm I'm glad they finally solved it. You know, so the article... um, (laughs) You know, these guys have been going at it for millennia, but these 125 brave souls got together. Dude, including um, some of the people that are included in this. Some of the signatories are uh, Haim Saban. I don't know who that is. Yes, you do. Who is that? He's the guy who made Power Rangers. Oh, that his first name is Haim? Yeah. Oh, I was... Okay. Yeah. Uh, Gene CEO, S- Chairman and CEO of Saban Capital Group. Okay. So here, Gene Simmons. Lead singer of KISS. I know. Yeah. Okay. That's Noted a, front man, dignitary. That's a prominent Jewish man. That's also a guy who's a massive creep who uh, sells coffins, licenses his image to a band of little people called Little KISS. <laughs> Thank God he got involved in this diplomacy. Here's the thing: is like, what's funny is you got this list. On this list, also Megan McCain's on here. Um, Diane, D- Michael Bublé, uh, Dave Draymond, the frontman of Stern, uh, Stern, S- Disturbed. You know that's the uh, down with the sickness people, right? So he uh, he he just wrote, ooh, ooh, ah, 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 and that's how he signs his name. Makes sense. Um, but these guys, uh, these were all people that would have been like, when like uh, Kushner and Ivanka Trump went to Israel to try to do some stuff, they were just like, oh, these fucking idiots. But thank God we have uh, Andrew Gould, EVP of music publishing for Rock Nation. He's definitely the one I, they were waiting on. Yeah, he's like, look, uh, this guy figured out how to bilk a bunch of black guys out of their money. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like he could shut up these Palestinians. Yeah, I mean, you think about it, right? Like, these guys were fighting back with, like, sticks and stones in, like, you know, zero B.C. Mm-hmm. You know, they were just waiting for Mr. Gould to be born so yep. that he could sign this piece of paper to say, hey, let's knock it off, guys. What's funny is, like, the li- of the list of people, it's like so many of them are, like, they're A and R's and shit. It's like people. It's like executives. It's very few actual Selma Blair, Michael Bublé. Oh, the bubbles. Yeah, the bubbles ended the troubles. Yeah. What Michael Michael Bublé is just like he's only famous because he's the last living crooner, right? They all went extinct except for him. Yeah, yeah. It was the it was the great uh, crooner comet of '83. Yeah, took everybody but Bublé out. I'm just saying, it's like it, it, this is what he's famous for. I mean that and the name. Because you know he's got that sponsorship with the with the the, the seltzer company yeah, Bublé. No, the uh, they're seltzer company Bublé? is Bubbly, and he's Bublé. Mm. Yeah, he's crushing it, dude. He's doing great. He's fucking solving. He's solving shit in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. He's fucking making seltzer. Bringing. Peace. I'll be honest though. You need the seltzer spokesman if you're gonna get the juice to the table. You know what I mean? 
You think about it. Yeah. That maybe here's what it is. It's probably what did it. Here's really. what it is. They were like, oh, I had Buble signed it. Let's take a look. And then they see Andrew Gould. No, they thought the CEO of Bubbly, the seltzer company, and they were like, all right, we'll take a look. I don't want to have any trouble. Can't be dude. all bad. Yeah. Yeah. It might be a case of lemon lime in it for you. Oh, I like a lemon lime. But they do some of these fancy flavors over there. They got like a they got like a vanilla peach. Might I'll tell like you, that. you know, I'm not a big drinker, but you put a little bourbon in there. Ooh. Ooh. Makes the Van Shevitz go down. You know, once or twice a year on the holidays. They got in the uh, watermelon, mango, capri, <laughs> mojito. Yeah, they, they don't have a Bud Light. Uh, you know, it's, there's no there's no flavor as good as you know Bud Light seltzer, watermelon, mojito. It's, a, it's just a cool, refreshing summer drink. I got one last tip here, oh. Chris. Please, please stop doing oh. a pre roll and a mid roll for Bud Light seltzer. Oh man, Bud Light seltzer. Is, uh, it's just a quality. Chris, product. I'm interrupting this. You can't get a full minute of plugging Bud Blood Light seltzer. I'm just saying, it's, it's a quality product. Look, of 125 celebrities signing our, uh, a letter about this, it, about Bud Light Seltzer, it would solve all the fucking wars in the world. You know what I mean? You really are. You, you're selling your soul that hard to Anheuser-Busch. What have the Germans ever done to anyone? Fair point. Yeah. Um, so these people uh, signed this thing. How many of them do you think actually think that this helped? Oh, of the 125? Yeah. None of them. N- none of them think it actually no. helped. No. This is I 100% think, for themselves. I would think that they all thought it helped. Really? Yeah. I think that when you work in an office and people sign a card and they send it to you in the hospital, I think all those people think that they've gotten you out of the hospital with their cheeriness. Wow. You think people who work in offices, you think that lowly of office work. And also entertainers. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I think this lowly of everybody, Mike. It's fair. I uh, like if I'm ever in the hospital, uh, bring me beer and that's it. Well, I mean, I'll put a card in the beer. I don't need a card. I don't. How need are you going to get better if you don't get a card with everybody's signature in it? I know, right? Everybody's going to sign it and they're going to say some witty thing about how they wish I was dead or whatever because we work here. <laughs> um, be like, it'd be so funny to get all the signatures. Like, if somebody from here went to the hospital, you'd get all the signatures, and they would all be like, I hope you die. Ha, no, ha, ha, ha. no, 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 no. It'd be like half that. Yeah. Some of them would be way more And then, more like, clever. Shannon is nice. Not Alex. Yeah. No. Well, yeah, girls are nice. The two <laughs> girls who work here are nice. That's fair. Um, no, what I think what it comes down to, right, is they knew... Like, they, you know, they control the media. They knew how long this was yeah. going to stick in the media yeah, they, cycle yeah. for, they, right? So, so they, they struck, timed it properly. They, they struck like while the iron was hot. Yeah. Got their names out. They'd be like, yeah, we're, we're the good ones. We're the good ones. Right. And then it just went away. And, and it's gone. It's out of the news. Dude, it fucking, it went away quicker than Spider-Man after he hugged Robert Downey Jr., dude. Just fucking dust in the wind. Yeah, they, it is It is fucking done. Yeah. It's fine. They got a ceasefire. Those last like three, four years. They always do, right? Like it's like they last a couple of years. And then there's a dust up, and we're all like, "Oh, it's bad over there." Like, yeah, it's still. First it's of all, it's been bad. It's always been bad. It's always yeah. It's always been like there's never not like a bus that blows up once a year either. Yeah, it's a bad place. Don't if you live in I the middle. Don't going on birthright though. You know <sighs> we can fake a birth. It's really easy to fake birthright. What are you talking about? Fake it. You have this nose, dog. We're good. I mean, my name is Christopher. It might be hard to get a Jewish birthright trip. Nah, we got this. Possibly. Yeah, we can convert. 
They don't check, dude. All the kids I like, I know. Do you know how many non-Jews I know who went to Birthright? Can we go to Birthright in our thirties? I don't know. Look it up. There's like an organization. Here's the thing: the Jews are more organized with Birthright than the Native Americans are going to be for fucking work, work in these parks. Let's give the Jews the parks. Mm. That's not going to end well. No. What if they give up the media? They're not really like an outdoor people. <laughs> <laughs> what if they trade? <laughs> you, have the, you have the Native Americans, the media, and the Jews get the parks. Oh man, what? How the fuck would Native American media? It's just all. What are they? It's just Chief J Strongbow matches and gun smoke all day long on TV. <laughs> Be pretty sick. Yeah. yeah, I bet you get a live action fucking scalp. Yeah, I mean, they've, that's been in development for years at this point. Dude, how awesome would that be as, like, a fucking Cinemax show? Hell yeah, or HBO. Yeah. HBO's pretentious. What is this? Cinemax has titties and fucking graphic. You ever see Banshee? No. Banshee fucking Banshee? ruled. What is Banshee? It's some show on Cinemax. It just had explosions and titties. It was great. Was it good? What are some other Cinemax shows? I don't know. Find me a list of Cinemax shows, Mike. Okay. Uh, I don't know if... Oh wait, did they make Outcast? That was all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cinema. That was on Cinemax. They made Strike, Strike Back. <laughs> Those are two. Hot Springs Hotel is from Cinemax. I'm assuming that's porn. Red Shoe Diaries. Ooh, no, that was Showtime. Was Red it Showtime? Shoe Diaries? Yeah. Uh, okay. Why do we call it Skinemax? Uh, because of all the, uh, they would just play softcore porn. Mm. Red Shoe Diaries is like a series mm. of erotica. Um, they have okay. So the original programming, Banshee, The Nick, Outcast. The Nick sucks. I don't know. The Nick's kind of cool. Outcast was all right. Does a bunch of blow. I was so bored by Fox that. one of the nurses. I was so bored by that show. Like immediately, Warrior. Warrior kind of rocks. I don't know what that is. Um, it's a martial arts show. It's pretty good. Um, is it based on the movie? No. No, it's like ancient martial arts. Oh, that sounds better. Yeah, like feudal Japan and shit. Oh, word? I'm all Fucking in with that. Bisbing, yeah, Bisbing's in an episode. It's tight. Mm. Um, don't don't mm, that. I mean, I'm not going to just watch a thing because a friend of mine is in it or somebody I know vaguely is in it that you work for. Yeah. No, I'm just saying that's like another thing that it has going for it. Mm. All right, whatever. He uh, just gets casted stuff. He's got to look. Strike Back, Hunted, Relic. Uh, is SC- Relic based on the 1990s horror movie Relic? I don't know. Um, Cinemax not really doing it for me, Mike. I don't think Scalp should be on Cinemax. Maybe Netflix. Ooh, no, Netflix doesn't show that much titties, though. And not enough blood, right? Yeah. Okay, then, okay, so this is why it's called Skinemax, right? Because this is their original programming. So it's like they have this many dramas, they have one animation. They got some co-productions they worked on with other people. They have one show from the 80s, okay. and then this is the porn. <laughs> Ooh. Hold on, wait. Let's let's go through some of these titles. Erotic Confessions. Hotline. Hotline. Hotline sounds hot. Uh, Passion Cove. The Best Sex Ever. Hotel Erotica. Black Tie Nights. Hollywood Sex Capades. How many of these 125 celebrities that signed this thing for Israel? I think were in were in a Hollywood sex capade. Definitely Gene Simmons. I don't. I don't know if they were in it. Oh, were it, how many? His wife is definitely in one of these shows. Oh yeah, for sure. Jesus Christ! Look at all these shows. Like a dozen shows. More. Zane's the jump off is the one I'm the most curious about. Femme Fatale's well, Life it on has a hot link. Life on top, really? 
an American television series on the Cinematics Network created by Zane. The series follows the lives of five successful African-American men from all sorts of backgrounds and tells stories of their everyday lives. The series premiered in 2013. Uh, five 30-something frat brothers and their women as they grapple with issues like commitment, fidelity, and forgiveness. It's, it sounds like MTV's Undressed, but for black people. And with just a lot of fucking. Yeah. What are some of these other shows? I don't know. A whole bunch of fucking porn shows. You pick one. Yeah, well, go back I'll to the list. the description. Um, oh, oh, Zane also has a sex chronicle. Yeah, Zane's sex chronicles is an American television. Just go to the uh, thing that pops up. An American television series based on the urban erotica novels written by Zane. I just wanted to hang out with Zane. The series follows the friendships and, and relationships of five female friends. This sounds way better than the jump off. Five female friends who enjoy the steamy stories of erotic... Writer Zane, uh, Con Ed, Co-Ed Confidential. That sounds like there's some young girls in there. So what's, let me get this straight. What's so the plot of Life Zane's, on Top? Zane's, Hold on. Okay, fine. Life right. on Top. Let's check it out. Was an American softcore drama series based on a novel of the same name by Clara Darling. and Aaron, uh, Young corporate visual with four women as a de facto main character. Boo. This is just, just, this is just Zane's the jump off, but for white people. <laughs> this is terrible. What was your thing about Zane? Uh, so, like, the first one, right, Zane's sexcapades is just a bunch of chicks flicking bean to, to, to Zane's Zane. words. Dude, they gave Zane a show, and they were like, yo, Zane, we fucks with you. What's your show about how bitches love me? <laughs> I was like, yo, I'll... to be honest, the... you, you know he said that to just, like, a cool black guy. Just was like, Zane, what do you want your show to be about? And he's just like, how bitches love me. And they were like, you need a second show. Yeah. Like they were like, all right, like instantly, like you need a second show. All right, we're gonna book you for two seasons off the bat. Movies, uh, we're gonna option you for a movie, yeah. and we have the rights to a second series. Dude, Zane had shades on, and they were like, Zane, what should the show be about? And he took them off. He's like, How bitches love me. And they were like, Oh my god, that's fucking genius, Zane. Bitches do love you. And then he put the glasses back on, and they were just dollar sign glasses. Yes, yeah, something magically. <laughs> just like bing, 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 bing. Um. Yeah, so then the second series he came back and Zane was like, nah, bitches can't just flick bean to me. Yeah. Now bitches can see me living with my boys. And we all gonna fuck. <laughs> dude, Zane is the fucking man. Can you pull me up a picture of Zane? Yeah. I, I want to fucking hang out with this dude. I know a white guy named Zane. Not nearly as cool as this Zane. How great would it be if this Zane was? It's the same as the white guy I used to work at a bar with. <laughs> It'd be fucking great. I'd be like, holy sh-. I'd call him right now. Oh, dude. Let me see. I'm, uh, I'm assuming this is Zane. Can't confirm, but you tell me. What? That is not what I thought this guy would be looking like. No, nah, dude, I thought he would look way more suave. Yeah. Well, so, like, this is the jump off. Oh, this show doesn't look that great at all. This is Zane and his four friends. Damn, I should have just oh, left... It just looks like girlfriends are fucking. I want to see. I want to get Alex's believe. opinion on Zane's crew. Yeah. You mind? Yeah, yeah, a- yeah. Alex just walked Alex. in. Alex, can you tell me if uh, any of these gentlemen are can attractive? You, can you tell me what you what do you think about Zane's crew from the jump off? We're talking about uh, old Skinamax television shows. All right, I never heard of Zane. I've never seen the jump off, but it reminds me of a website I've seen before. Mm. Yeah, there's one. There's a girl who looked like you sitting in the middle of these guys. I remember. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I've seen that before. I'm not against them. I think they seem pretty like cool guys, honestly. But 
this was a softcore pornography series in the '90s, and we kind of thought that they were going to be, you know, a little, a little more fuckable. I mean, one like, at here's a time. the thing. Here's so the thing is, I think that their value, they hold a lot more value as a group. It's like if you separate any any one of them from the group and uh-huh. judge him alone, there you're going to have more of an issue. But when you put them all together, their bodies are all right, their faces are. Okay. Fine. Some are better than others when I look. So these five guys combined <laughs> could get you to come. I don't know. All right. So one of the five, because I do want to process this, right? Because the 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 whole thing of this show was about how Zane. So Zane his- got his first show. So his first show was uh, what was the first name of the first? Zane Sexcapades. Zane Sexcapades was a, so he was an auto. He was a, he was an erotic uh, author, and so he got a meeting with Cinemax. And they were like, we're going to give you a show. What's it about? And he's like, just how bitches love me. And it was a whole show about how five women just love his They stories. would just flick beans to flick his off. fucking flick erotic their clits stories. right off. It would just sh- their clits would almost shoot off, right? And uh, then uh, they were just like, yeah, you know, that's such a good idea. We're going to give you this second show called Zane's The Jump Off. And he's like, that show's about how me and my boys get puss. And that's this is the cast of The Jump Off. And I don't think... I don't think they're jumping off. Yeah. No, they could be hotter. So you're saying like, but but just looking at them on like a you know I, I, on the group as a whole, right? On the group's merit, you're looking at it like eh, it's Friday, it's two a.m. But it's like, soft core porn. Yeah, so these are all one on one soft body porn scenes. Not good, right? Sure, but it's also I'm I'm saying it's before we really had, you know, th- this is made for for a pre-internet time, right? Uh-huh. Like, there's a reason softcore porn stopped getting made in, like, 2013, sure. right? So in pre-internet times, you're home alone on a Friday night, right? You know, it's 2 in the morning. These guys all pop on. They got, like, their shirts off, and they're, like, working out together in the front yard. You're not like, all right, I'm interested, or? Yeah, me. I mean, 2013, I was, I was, I was a young girl. No, understood, understood. But the production value that goes into this is still, it's still, they didn't learn anything since 1998, right? So assume you're watching this, it not just in 2013, looks like but the in show 96. Girl, it just looks like any show that was on UPN 9. It just looks like Girlfriends or The League oh. or any of that shit. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It does. It's just porn parody. All right, if you had to fuck one of these guys, which one would it be, Alex? Can you make it, can you make it bigger? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Hold on, let me make my choice before you guess so that I know. I, I got him. I'm going red shirt. You know you know me too well, Mike. I'll be honest, I was going to say red shirt too. I don't even think that's Zane. I'm pretty sure a blazer orange t-shirt is Zane. Yeah, I believe you're right about that. Yeah. He's the second best in the group. It goes red shirt, blazer orange t-shirt. Uh, th- th- that's what I'm saying. These three dudes shirt. in the middle, these three dudes, they are bookended by the handsome guys. <laughs> yeah, but then green shirts in the middle, and then they toss the two ugly motherfuckers in the windows between the Dude, best looking. Guys. Yo, blue polo shirt, what is that hairline? That is fucking. I also You're in the black guy sex show with a hairline like that? <laughs> blue really. shirts' eyebrows are like. Really, actually, frightening yeah. me. Like it's he. You know what it is. He sold the guy on the left the blazer. That's what it was. <laughs> He's like, my friend, this blazer looked good. You put orange t-shirt under, very good. <laughs> and that was it. And and for the price of the blazer, it was like I could give you the one eighty nine, or you'd be in three episodes of Zane's the Jump Off. Zane's the Jump Off coming soon. <laughs> All right. So this is probably the best of the Skinamax shows. 
You think? Just by default? I mean, because I mean, it was made the last. It was the last one made, so most pull, likely. Pull, well, maybe it ruined them all. Pull up the list again. Okay. Uh, Forbidden Science. Ooh, La- there's one just mod. called Lingerie. All right. What? What is the plot of Lingerie? An erotic softcore pornographic romantic television drama series created by John Quinn that's been airing on Cinemax. The second. All right. That's it. It gives me nothing. It's crazy. Yeah. They, have, they why even bother having a description if you're gonna be that fucking vague? Yeah. Hey, here's a porn. Yeah, and the second season ran for two years. Ten years ago. Yeah, ran for two years. Uh, I know you don't know who John Quinn is, but he he came up with this idea for uh, people fucking. Ooh, I think I think we found the best one. Coed Confidential. Yeah, it's probably that right because it ran 52 episodes, four seasons. Oh. Either that or Erotic Confession, six seasons. Cinemax Channel, uh, it was premise was modern day letter read. This is just Jack Red Shoe Diaries, though. Yeah, essentially, yeah. And I would imagine, see when, hold on, this came out in 92. Hold on, let's see, a cable series that, hold on, let's see, Coa Confidential. A cable series that is Cinemax's erotic remake of National Lampoon's Animal House. Dude, that does sound like the best one. That sounds fucking dope, because there was pretty good titties in Animal House. There was some great titties in Animal House. Yeah. Uh, that's gotta be the best one But I am curious about the other one if Oh it was on. dude And look how hot the chick is in this one. Oh, yeah This is right? the winner This is the winner This is the t- Co-ed confidential dude, Beats out a, the Zanes He's in a cheerleader outfit He's got a football jersey This is great I don't need to see anything else Co-ed confidential Beats out the Zanes I know we started this break Talking about Israel But this is the Skinamax break <laughs> Moving on <laughs> Guys, we got to talk about a sponsor real quick. You know who that sponsor is. We love them. It's BlueChew.com. BlueChew.com provides you with uh, chewable tablets, right? Uh, they have the same ingredients as Viagra and or Cialis, and uh, you chew them up. When you chew something, it gives you more surface area on there. It can hit your bloodstream faster, and what it does is it makes your dick hard, so you can jerk off to all that fucking shit. You can actually get your dick hard to Skinamax, even though you're desensitized by all of the fucking hardcore pornography that involves girls' assholes looking bigger than my mouth does when I read this ad. Nom, I, nom, 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 nom. There you go, Mike. Chew? That's me chewing and doing. Yeah, chew it and do it. BlueChew.com. Use the promo code GOON. You're going to get your first month free. You're just going to pay $5 for shipping. They're going to send you an entire... Look, you do this quick questionnaire online. They write you a prescription. It's an online pharmacy. They write you this prescription. They send you an absurd amount of BlueChew for free. It's cartoonish. I mean, look... You're gonna look like like uh like the the guy from the Monopoly game when he's walking around with that big sack of cash. That's how many blue chew they send you. But I, and your dick is gonna be like looking at its watch, trying to clock out. It's gonna be so exhausted by all the hard ons you're giving it. It's gonna be like it's gonna be running overtime. It's crazy if you go to bluechew.com and use the promo code Goon. It's gonna be oh wait we didn't do the interview yet. All right. Well yeah we're gonna get in uh well right after this advertisement there's gonna be an interview. With my buddy Jay, who's a professional bodybuilder, who's going to help me and Mike. Uh, with we talked about, we wanted TRT last week, right? Yeah. And uh, 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 and here's the thing about BlueChew.com. Uh, doesn't matter if you're on TRT because uh, you inject it into your body and you chew the blue BlueChew chewable tablet, so it doesn't really both interact with your liver. This is, if anything, this is what some dudes told me. Not BlueChew.com did not tell me this is not in their ad copy. I probably. Shouldn't be saying it, but if you use the promo code GOON, they will give you your first month free. Uh, 
All you got to do is pay $5 for shipping, and they're going to send you uh, a Monopoly Man cartoonish amount of Blue Chew. Moving on. Mike, if you remember, uh, last week uh, we were talking about um, that the vaccine turned us into soy boy cucks. It's a fact. Uh, we're both... Uh, are, it's been a Gaines Goblin, is what it's been, uh, for, for weeks. And so what I did... Uh, well, I got an email uh, from my buddy Jay, a uh, longtime friend, who is yoked up, fucking giant. And he said uh, he's got the inside skinny on the TRT, and uh, we shouldn't go to a medical clinic. We should listen to him. Okay. You, you on the line, Jay? I am here, yes. Okay. So now, for reference, I am considered by most people a pretty big guy, right? Mike, I think you could agree right. with that, right? Yeah, all right. Uh, eclipses me, the man we're talking to. Giant <laughs> fucking dude, right? Like you've, uh, how many uh, bodybuilding competitions have you competed in? Oh, I'm in the 20s at this point. And you're so, a heavyweight. Yeah, average, I'm a super heavyweight. So that's 300 pounds. <laughs> no, uh, it's 225 and a quarter and above. So yeah, you could be 300 on stage, but there aren't too many guys like that. Um, just for reference, I when I started competing, I was already probably around 230. Um, so I've never been less than that just because I'm a taller guy. Mm -hmm. But then uh, my most recent show, I was 280 on stage, but um, not quite as defined as I would have liked to have been. So I could have stood to lose a few more pounds. Dude, but, I've seen, uh, uh, Mike, I've seen some of this dude's uh, cheat day meals on <laughs> Facebook. I'm talking about it's multiple boxes of cereal. Like um, like yeah, 30 sandwiches. You're, talk, like, you're talking like the, the little boxes you get at the hotel, no, 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 right? No. Boxes of cereal. I think he's putting them in a disc sled to eat them. <laughs> like uh, a kiddie pool of yeah, Cap'n yeah, Crunch? Exactly. It's it's ridiculous. Like, just ha like five whoppers. Like It's crazy. And, like, so you emailed me right after the last episode came out and said, we don't know what the fuck we're talking about. If That's I, fair. If we need, <laughs> well, which is totally fair. We do not know what the fuck we're talking about. And you said to go to you, and you actually said that you think you had an argument for uh, TRT that we would buy illegally on the street could be better for you than the shit that a doctor would give us. Why is that? I'll tell you. <laughs> well... I'm not completely shitting on the TRT clinic business, but it's one of those things where it might be a little too good to be true mm -hmm. right now, so that could be the time to get in on it before they really maybe start regulating it a little closer. But, I mean, it is monitored now with the uh, DEA and the prescription medical um, tracking system they have now. But I'm anti both they, of those things. Right, exactly. So you're going to be in the system – Right away, if you if you go there, uh, my biggest gripe is just the cost. Because if you look at the raw materials of what you're what they're giving you, it's insane the markup. So, oh, so you're saying you could just get it cheaper on the street? Cheaper and just as good. Mm. I had a friend who did the the TRT legal route. Um, he was coming from the illegal side, but figured he just you know do it legit. And he, after taking his new batch that he got prescribed to him, got picked it up at the facility, he just, he didn't feel good like he normally would. So he, he sent it to a private lab just to have it tested to see 
if the dose was correct, and it came back as no steroids. <laughs> so he was really so. Wait, he error. got he got a shitty he got a cut he got a bag of just cut from the doctor. Yeah, he and got baby la- he got he got the equivalent of baby laxative from the doctor. Yes, he got the grape he got the grapeseed oil with no uh, kind of hormone in it, and that could have been a, an error. Just you know that batch. Or the company was just, you know, bad. It, the, the companies themselves, I mean, that came from a laboratory in India. Mm. Okay? So that's the same stuff that you can order if you know where to go. And okay. You're, you're, you're taking a gamble no matter what, obviously. But you'd think that if you went to a doctor and you prescribed it, it's going to be Yeah, it's, it, should be, it should be drugs. It should be, yes. Okay. Um, now, Mike, you had a couple of questions just about dosage and stuff like that. Now, I imagine this involves you. You go hard or go home, Mike. You, oh, yeah. So you want to get fucking jacked with this. I want to get cartoonishly large. I mean, this is we're talking to the right person. I'll show you some pictures after the show. Um, but so, yeah. So how would Mike go about getting cartoonishly large in the next few months? I'm assuming before okay. you fight somebody at Skankfest. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you were just going to a clinic, they would prescribe you average 200 milligrams a week of testosterone cypionate. Um, the cypionate is the, basically the ester length, how long it stays in your bloodstream. Uh, they're short ester. Cypionate's kind of a longer one, so you don't have to inject it as often. Mm-hmm. That's why they prescribe it. But 200 is a good maintenance dose. So that's not bad just for general health, well-being, feeling good, feeling like a, a non-cuck, and living your best life. Okay, now, so if you get, it will beat the vaccine is what you're saying? It, yes. The, okay. It will override that. All right, thank God. It'll drown the fucking ner- – it'll fucking give swirlies to all the stupid nerd microchips in our blood, Mike. Hell yeah. All right, so – I'll tell you what. Uh-huh. <laughs> I've, been, I've been cycling – on and off for 20 years. Okay. And I've, I, I get routine blood work, which is another, I'll say, plus side of the uh, clinics mm-hmm. because they do require blood work every 90 days. Now you're paying for it, but, you know, that, that at least is a, on the safer side. But it, longevity is the key, obviously. You don't want to die prematurely, and that mm-hmm. can be a side effect if taking too much of anything. Mm-hmm. So 200 will get you to that kind of upper your, your free test is high. You got two types of tests, free mm-hmm. test and your totals. Free is what is not binded to anything, and it's just floating around your system, and mm-hmm. that's what's making you then enhanced. Okay. Uh, so if you get that free level up. Hold on. Know, I just want to point out how those. much I like calling it enhanced. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, because you're, you're an enhanced athlete, as we like to say. Mm. Uh, just a just a term that, you know, doesn't bring the heat as much. But to get to that stage of, oh, he's a freak, you need more than 200 a week. Um, Mike, and generally speaking, some guys will do 1,000. 1,000? How much are you doing? How, hold on, hold on. Because we're going to look at pictures after the show, Mike. Uh, how, <laughs> much are, how much are you doing? Well, a typical cycle for me it's it's a it's a mix of things. You're doing you're doing different compounds that work synergistically. 
so mm. you don't have to take more of something. Okay. Um, an example would be uh, the Winstraw, Proveron, Masteron, anything T derivative mm. uh, makes the, will help the free test levels go up. Okay. And that's what you want. So it actually, you know. Oh, so you're mixing the different chemicals to naturally elevate your testosterone on top of taking testosterone. It's just you're getting more bang for your buck. So now and, where does and, snorting deer antlers come into play? Well, Was it Ray Rice that got sure popped with a deer antler spray? Ray, Ray, Ray Lewis. Lewis. Ray Lewis. Yeah, yeah, it was Ray Lewis. He, that was just bullshit, I'm sure, mm -hmm. because those guys are all – on growth and growth is an entirely different bag mm. that we can get into later. But, um, yeah, I want, I want to know about that. Cause I want to grow. I yeah. want to get bigger. <laughs> he, and he might want to know if he, how much he has to inject into his dick. Um, I don't know if it's really going to make a difference in the dick. Although I just, what I if, just hold on, hold on. What if ago. he, what if he I'm, shoots his dick full of HGH? I'm trying to make it grow. So that hormone and, th and then ties it around uh, a kettlebell uh, and then just pops his hips mm. a lot. Uh, I heard HCG actually. What's HCG? Increases. HCG is a uh, prescribed usually as a um, female uh, hormone. Oh, it's not a hormone. Though. I'm trying to think what it would be classified as. But usually it's prescribed for people trying to have a baby. Uh, right. It'll make your dick bigger. Hell yeah! You'll have a dick uh, baby size. Yeah. Your, your sperm will be baby there. sized. <laughs> Now, I'm not saying it's going to, like, grow an inch or anything, but apparently it, it doesn't shrink it, put it mm. that way. Okay. Um, but that's a thing that you usually would add to the end of your cycle to bring up your natural testosterone levels back up. Okay. So you don't crash oh. after doing a shit ton of tests. Because what happens when you're taking more than the natural amount, mm -hmm. it tells your body, your gonads, to stop producing testosterone because so it's good. Did your balls you know, shrink? Yeah, and some, depending on what you're taking, it can be... I don't see that as a more, negative. It's not a negative because they come back, for one. It's also stop, about to so be summer, not, dude. I'm not trying to fucking chafe. <laughs> it's, it's not, uh, yeah, it's not permanent. And it makes your dick look bigger the smaller your balls are. So, mm. it's, And it's always an argument. It's like, oh, your balls are shrinking. Well, who the fuck? Who cares? Yeah, who cares, who cares like, about balls? Wow, balls I can now balls. fit both my balls into this chick's mouth? Oh, yeah, that's a fucking problem. Yeah, it's more of a bonus, really, but you're, they shrink because they're not producing testosterone. You're taking it um, through these other methods, increasing your levels and tells the body you don't need to make any now to so shut down. So if you were to stop those injections, your balls remain kind of atrophied and you, you crash. Mm. Your, your levels are low because your body's not producing what it used to. So there's stuff like HCG, Clomid, uh, Novodex, which is uh, anti-estrogen, things that you can take post-cycle to get those levels back up to normal. Okay. And what you're really trying to do is get you back into a normalized state so you can do another cycle, you know. Well, it, it, also is, um, it, it also is you need to go off. I, I've heard this. You have to go off test for a few months if you want to have a kid, right? Yeah, and there are protocols for that. Guys who want to have a kid, mm -hmm. uh, and Clomid is a part of that. And I know my my brother-in-law actually he did a, a show, and let's it was May, uh -huh. so end of May, 
they went on their honeymoon, I want to say August, because mm-hmm. that's the baby's name. And he did this protocol after, you know, well, <laughs> it's just a family name, whatever. Okay. But he, he took this protocol, you know, after doing this big mm-hmm. cycle and, and everything else. Yeah, because he was pretty yoked up, too. I saw the pictures of that from his competition. Yeah, right. And he's normally a, a skinnier guy, naturally. And, yeah, well, you saw what, what it can do. Yeah, that's um, true. So what do we got to shoot? You know what Mike looks like, right? He was fat. He's less fat. Um, okay. right. Mike yeah, is seen, Mike is training pictures. three days a week, jujitsu and striking. Correct. What do we got to shoot him full of so that he can't fit in the studio? <laughs> um. Well, it's all really dependent. Of course, it's that classic line of what works for some doesn't work for others. But just give me a blanket. Speaking, just give me a blanket nonsensical okay. thing that we could start shooting Mike full of, and we can we could watch him grow like a chia pet. For the next six weeks. Well, you should always kind of start always because that method's changing now too. But usually, testosterone is your base. Okay. And you start with that. Now you now are you gonna inject once a week, twice a week, Mike? Every other day. Like, how, how often should, do you want? Are you willing to inject, Mike? I don't know. I mean, where where is the injection going? It's subcutaneous, so it's not like you're not going to have track no, marks. No, it's actually it's intramuscular oh, okay. for the oils like that. Um, growth, you can do subcutaneous, but in, basically into a muscle belly, uh, less painful would be, you know, the ass. Uh, you can do quads because that's a big muscle group. But that you yeah, can, Mike, you just take a shot in the ass. You can hit a nerve a little easier. A couple shots in yeah, the ass. I mean, you do it in the shower when you drop the soap. Well, oh, this is making my teeth they, itch. This is really making me uncomfortable. But you're gonna get so fucking yoked, Mike. <sighs> I just want enough. How much should I do? I just want my knees to stop hurting. Because, like, look, Mike, we're getting older. You know, you're in your early 40s. I'm in my late 30s, and you're so correct. I think a lot of it has to be maintenance. I just want the maintenance. I want to mm-hmm. age slower and uh, mm-hmm. just still be able to fucking ride my bike around. My knees hurt. I don't want that to happen. And this will help with that, like a small dose, like the 200? Well, what you would want for joints would be something like Decadurabolin mm-hmm. added to the testosterone, and okay. that lubricates joints. It's big in the powerlifting community okay, um, because it saves the joints, and the other compounds will actually dry out your joints. Okay, Now, you'll look more shredded, but you know, your joints are going to hurt like hell, especially if they're kind of oh, bad okay. to begin with. So, you know, it's... It's whatever your goal is. I would say Zeka, you're going to run about, ooh, if you're, let's hypothetical, 600 milligrams of testosterone a week. Mm-hmm. So you would want to do 300 milligrams of Zeka okay. a week. I feel Those like I've heard of that Deca. Yeah, that's a pretty popular one. So yeah. the big ones are Test, Zeka, D-Ball, and Winnie. Sometimes they're here about Trend, EQ. I mean, Mike's going to be getting um, a ton of trim trend, once we get them all yoked. <laughs> and, and those are all veterinarian uh, nice. anabolics. So it's a so lot like ketamine, get, so, which is my favorite. Yeah, you can't get those prescribed, though, unfortunately. Yeah, where does ketamine Unless come to the regimen? Yeah, can I do ketamine? That's what I always worry about. What he told me in the email, he said uh, it's actually better to inject rather than taking oral, because if you take the oral steroids, yeah. it goes through your liver. So the injectables is actually better if you're going to be stacking it with nootropics like cocaine and ketamine. Right. 
you know, nice neutral. Yeah, you don't want that extra filter of the liver and kidneys if you're taking oral. Oh. The injectables. We still put a strain, but not as big a strain. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look at blood work, you want to pay attention to your uh, liver and kidney enzymes mm-hmm. if they're elevated. Mine are always elevated, no matter what. But if you exercise on a regular basis, mm-hmm. they're going to be elevated anyway because you're breaking muscle down. Okay. That's getting into your bloodstream, so your creatinine levels are going to be higher. But doctors just don't understand that side of things. So, so something I'm worried about. Let me ask you a question, though. This is something I'm actually yeah. worried about. Um, I don't want to be too horny. Now, Mike, this is not a problem for you. You're a single man. Yeah. I mean, it could become a problem. It could become anything can become an addiction. Uh, but me, yeah. I love my girlfriend. I love my girlfriend very much. Uh, you know, I give her a good pounding a couple times a week. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's what they need. That's that, that's what they need. But uh, I'm worried that a uh, I will damage her pussy by uh, by being too virile, and b you know, so I'm out in these streets. These these fucking hoes are around, Mike. You've seen them. We've been talking about this on the show. Bitches have not gotten new bras. They're wearing the same bras for their fat COVID titties. There's titties spilling out all over the streets of New York. It, the, the streets are running with titties. It, it, it's pouring air, and I'm worried. Now, how increased is the libido situation when you're taking this stuff? Because I'm a little worried about it. Um, well, it can be off the charts, or you can also kill it. Mm. Um, if you actually, oh, you it can go the opposite way if you're just taking a little bit of testosterone. Yeah. Holy shit, I had no well, idea. That's a bad side effect. Well, Mike. If it's just, I don't like if that it's one just bit. Testosterone, you should be okay. Okay. Um, now, if your estrogen levels get too high, that's when the fucking vaccine starts taking over again. Right, because it's aromatizing. It's causing your estrogen to go up. You get the bitch tits. Um, mm. You know, the itchy nipples. Then you start to get a lump behind it. Mm. And your libido crashes. Uh, yeah, that those part that all sounds bad. I wish we hadn't heard any of that. Oh, I read about this guy. There was this guy that ate nothing but soy protein for like six months, and he got these like hard little titties under his fucking pecs. And, yep, that's and fucked him up because yeah. his estrogen levels shot up. Uh, yeah, like like in Fight Club, uh, Bob had a that was kind of nasty that they were kind of making reference to mm-hmm. when you basically grow breast tissue underneath your nipple. So it's like a boob on top of your pectoral. And you, and once you know what it looks like, you can spot it a mile away, mm. especially like at a bodybuilding show. If a guy's, you know, shredded, you know, to single digits, body fat, that fat behind the nipple doesn't go away. You'll gotcha. see that it'll, it's almost like a mini boob sitting behind the nipple. And it could be, it could be very distracting if it's, you know, big. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Well, here's a quick uh, thing. You don't want that to happen. Well, you, so you've been bodybuilding for a long time, and you said, you were saying before that there's no real market for, so you don't have a pro card, and you work, this is a weird thing, you work as a teacher as your day job, correct? Correct, yes. How do they not know you were on all sorts of gear? You're giant. The kids must be trying to climb on you like a jungle gym. <laughs> they must just think that Jack ate the beans. Like, they must know something is going on. Well, you'd be surprised. Uh, people are still really kind of naive. Um, because I, I freely share this information to people just because I, I'd rather you do it 
safely than just, you know, experiment on yourself like I've done in the past. Mm-hmm. But like Wait, I have you ever had a bad, have you ever had a bad experiment? Um, well, yeah, I, back in my, you know, ramen and tuna days in college, I would actually produce my own. I would basically brew my own steroids. What? Um, yeah, it, it's really... You were homebrewing roids? Yeah, and I'm, with your kind of background, your knowledge, you could do it tonight if you wanted to, if you just had the raw ingredients. It's very easy and actually very easy to obtain just the raw hormone. Wait, how do you and make... How do you matter. make... So you, you can obtain growth hormone... Raw on the internet? Not growth hormone. Oh, okay. Not growth hormone, like peptides like that. Okay. Um, and that's why it's so expensive, because okay. you need special equipment for that stuff. Okay. But as far as, like, a testosterone, uh-huh. any kind of injectable, you can, you can brew it at home. So uh, what do you mean? You, you, mean? you is... just come in a thing and, like, make a sourdough starter? That's, is that how it works? <laughs> no, not quite. Um, but... The the pain in the ass of it is, is sterilization and it's making sure you know everything's clean. Oh, okay. Um, and filtering. That's like so, yeah, it's like growing and, too. Uh, yeah. Well, China makes everything, and they have no patent laws. But I'll tell you this: so they're you, they're people not very swole. I don't know if I trust it. <laughs> they're not a swole thing, people, the Chinese. Yeah, and I, you know, I've been getting my shit from China for years, so mm-hmm. that's why when this whole Corona thing happened, I was not concerned at all because I figured I probably injected God knows what into myself over the years that this can't be any worse. And I, I never had any symptoms or anything, so who knows if maybe the steroids made me immune? Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll just say they did. Um, but what they also let's say like. Uh, what the price list would be. I pull it up. Forget the price list. Let's number. just say, what are the ingredients and how do you mix them together? Okay. All right. So you have the raw hormone powder. Mm-hmm. You have a carrier oil, mm-hmm. which would be something as easy as like grapeseed oil you could buy at the grocery market. Okay. Uh, and then you need something to keep it um, from crashing or, you know, crystallizing. So like uh, a, I can use the, a sous vide cooker. Like a like a like an at home immersion circulator. Keep it at a consistent I, temperature, no. right? Well, I mean, not, not it's not that complicated. Okay. It's, you you mix the oil, and I have like Excel sheet formulas that I've made mm-hmm. with different ratios to get you know like certain dosages, like two hundred milligrams per milliliter, two fifty per milliliter. Mm-hmm. Some you need for it to be lower. Some you need it to be you can do it higher. You can for EQ. You can make it 400 milligrams a milliliter. Whereas something like a uh, propionate is only 100 milligrams per milliliter. So you, you'd have to. It's a little bit more watered down. But if it wasn't, it would crash and crystallize and become a solid mm-hmm. inside the bottle. Got so it. once you have the recipe, so to speak, mm-hmm. you mix those into just like a a saucepan. Okay. And I was talking like in your kitchen. Oh, really? And, just uh, over like a low flame or? You just want it to get it nice and hot so everything's just, you know, mixed up really good because you're, you're not, you're not filtering it yet. So mm-hmm. you're not too concerned about like the, uh, 
the sterilization plus okay. the heat will, will kill off most things anyway. Okay. But once it's all mixed, all you do is, uh, and I keep forgetting to mention, you need like a BA or BB. Um, okay. BA, oh, it's, it's something alcohol. Um, anyway, they, that keeps it um, from crashing. Okay. So that's added along with it. Uh, if you've when you say crashing, what do you mean? Something? Like it's like it's like a souffle breaking, where it just falls apart. Uh, it 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 kind of mm-hmm. it turns a, it from a liquid into a solid. So it, it's going back to its original form, and you don't want that because you can't inject a solid. Obviously, okay. um, I've made batches so like the ratio is so high that it would crash every time. Mm-hmm. I would put a needle in, uh, pull it. And then the next day I'd come back and everything's crystallized and I'd have, I'd have to heat it up mm-hmm. to melt it all back down. And then I would just continue to shoot it. Okay. So, so it's pretty, it's, so it sounds pretty fucking, I mean, to be fair, not to be, obviously you're a teacher, you're smarter than the average, average muscle head, but it's fucking idiot proof. Yeah. I mean, if you can follow a recipe, you know, to bake a cake, you could, you can make it. All right. Maybe even easier than making a cake. Well, we're not going to recommend anybody do that, but I appreciate your no, time. No, no, no. I'm not. I should have maybe uh, started with that. Like I. Uh, oh, you fucked yourself up, right? <laughs> I, mean, I don't endorse anything. If you, the you know, the biggest risk is you get uh, like a infection mm-hmm. because uh, the oil maybe you know hits something, starts okay. to harden inside the muscle, oh, like crashing like inside the muscle. No, and it's very painful. It's very burny, uh, but antibiotics will clear that right up. Okay. To have some laying around, which if you can make steroids, you probably do have some laying around. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, Mike. Do you have any more questions about your sw- your getting swole? I'm so disturbed right now. But you're still we're still going to do I mean, this chia lot. pet. You're going to be the chia pet for the show, dude. I plant the seeds and watch it grow. <sighs> my belly's been hurting. Mm-hmm. I've been wanting to puke for the last this. This makes my teeth itch. Like, is this is this as scary as I'm making it out to be in my head right now? Dude, I'm going to show you no, these pictures no. of Jay, and you're going to be like, wow, that motherfucker's yoked. I'm back in. Like, instantly, you're going to be back in. <laughs> okay, so what is the what is the upside to doing something like HGH? Because I've heard for years that, like, that's the real move. You don't really want to be doing roids like that. Well, the growth you're not going to get huge from. Um, guys that get big off of growth are also doing cycles. If you're just doing growth, it's more for the longevity, the mm-hmm. anti-aging properties. Okay. And you would only need like two IU a day for that. Guys that are doing it for size, stacking it with your anabolics, they could be doing up to eight IU a day. Jeez. And, you know. That's what Macho Man did generic... to get yoked for Spider-Man. <laughs> well, and it's a very too. You know, it's, it's kind of hard, grainy veiny look, you know, that just makes you look like you're a, a monster machine. So it's a, it's a, it's a good look to have. Mm-hmm. But the the biggest thing with it, they, they um, if you ever heard of GH gut, you see a bodybuilder oh, with like yeah. a big descended stomach, um, they always say, well, that's because of the growth hormone. It made, made their organs grow. That's not true. Oh, it really? It might make... Damn, I thought that was true. I thought that was going to be, that's, I always thought that was a pretty cool side effect. <laughs> Well, what it is actually is it's um, internal fat around the organs. Oh. So you can be peeled subcutaneous fat-wise, but there's fat around those organs that actually, because growth um, fucks with your uh, glucose levels, your blood sugar is higher than normal, 
it stores that fat inside and it pushes the stomach out. Obviously, you have to eat a ton of calories. So you're pushing food down all the time. That, you know, makes the stomach push out. Mm. So if you would come off the growth you know, or take it down to a, you know, two IU a day type thing, mm-hmm. that's not going to happen, you know, or you go back to your normal state, so to speak. Okay. Uh, you know, Dude, as long this as you're two IU a day stuff sounds out. like the move. Yeah, that sounds like the move. I think that's right. I need the two IU or that. I need a little of this test. I think I'm going to be fucking. I'm going to be. Yo, yeah. So what if we just. All right, because here's the thing. You Mike, look, you're going to look like you're in your early 30s in fucking a couple months. It's going to be great. I'm in my early 30s, Chris. I, I'm not going to keep doing this every week. Are you sure? Anyway, uh, so the. the What was I trying to ask? Okay, so the. What is the risk for like uh, for heart attacks and stuff? Like, is it is it is it putting too much of a strain on my cardiovascular system? It certainly could. Um, and you're already slothful fat. Yes. <laughs> my heart has already a, gone know, through like history. fat guy, skinny, fat guy, skinny a bunch of times. A broken like, engagement. Yeah, I don't know if it can handle <laughs> that much more. You know what I mean? So, do I really yeah. want to get like six right. times normal human test, or would three times be enough? <laughs> I think three times might be enough, Mike. You're only fighting Dylan. He's tiny. You see, the thing is, you think that's enough until you reach that goal or whatever you have, and it's never enough. You, that's that's the kind of obsessive-compulsive nature of bodybuilding where you'll never be I'm going to throw this out self. there, Jay. Uh, I've done drugs with you. You have that problem more than other people. <laughs> I'm just going to throw that out there. Uh, we've done drugs together, and... You're just like, nah, dude, you just do more of this. And I'm like, no, we're going to die. <laughs> I do tend to push it. Um, <laughs> I do have a little bit of an addictive personality and yeah. body dysmorphia, obviously. But, every, you know, that, that's when I saw you, that was a special occasion. So That's true. That's fair. We were that's not every day for me. That's true. Yeah. So, which I think... I, I Chris think is just that friend that everybody too, gets loose with. A little bit. So it's a little tiring <laughs> yeah, for him. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, that's uh, pretty yeah, fucking true. a little burnout. All right, dude. Thanks for yeah, fucking good. coming in and talking to us about this. Uh, I hope yeah, sure. that we've gotten the message through to anybody listening um, that they should be doing steroids. Yeah, don't be a bitch. Yeah, stop being fucking oh, gay, yeah. son. <laughs> if, if, if the whole country were on, I mean, you'd be in a much better place, I think. Dude, that is the opposite of what Rogan the- says. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> this podcast is the opposite of Rogan. It's unsuccessful, <laughs> and we're telling you to do more angry shit. All right, thanks, dude. <laughs> Talk to you soon, man. Yeah, no problem. Anytime. All right. Sounds good. Later. Peace. All right. Moving on. Um, Mike, I sent you a link to a t-shirt. This is the last thing we're going to cover before we go. Uh, It's the weirdest t-shirt I've ever gotten a targeted ad for. Well, I got a targeted ad for a company called American as Fuck. This This can't be the last thing we do. Why not? Because there's one other thing we have to do, but... The Project Pat thing? No. What do you mean? Uh, the the lawyer. Oh, right, yes. Okay, we'll do two quick things. Okay, so American as fuck. And now this took me to AAF Nation. American well, that's, as that's fuck, fuck nation. nation. There we yeah. go. Okay. And uh, so this shirt, we're gonna do, this is a quick, this is going to be a quick one. But this uh, is a shirt with two checkboxes. One says peaceful slavery and one says dangerous freedom. And I didn't know if this was a uh, shirt for QAnon supporters or uh, hood black dudes. I could not figure it out. Um, thoughts? I mean, maybe we found the middle of the Venn diagram. Yeah, I literally was just like, this. 
I, like an African guy is going to be selling this at a Black Guns Matter rally. Do you know about Black Guns Matter? Oh, of course. Yeah, that's the because uh, Black Guns gun. do matter. Black Guns do matter. Gun control laws are racist. They all, you know, most laws are rooted in most prohibitive laws are rooted in racism, uh, particularly gun control laws. And uh, I think those people really need these shirts. Dangerous freedom, baby. But so here's the thing: this is American as fuck. You know how I got to this website? I got a targeted ad uh, for because uh, you're a racist. No, I got a targeted ad for a Predator shirt because I'm fucking retro. You know what I mean? And uh, but there's all sorts of there's a Teddy Swolzevelt. Uh, shirt on this website. I know what I want for my next birthday. Um, and and this, but this, but I was clicking through and I saw this and I was just like, do you think the guys who made it, who are probably racists, realize that this is a dope shirt for black dudes? Is it racist? I mean, it, no, it, I'm it, saying like like the guy, like you know what I mean. Whatever. It's like a fe- <coughs> it's a fucking it's one of these websites where the shirts are like you know eagles fucking a gun. Who's the target audience for that? I don't know, dude. I'm looking at like some some full Hold house up. t-shirts here. Really? Yeah. I didn't see any of those. I mean, this seems like they're just all memes. That's funny. No, there's a lot of like very American ass. Predator ones. Hunting Club. I ain't got time to bleed. Uh I mean Scroll hold on. Just go to men's. I'm in men's. This is well, where I'm click I am. men's click the drop down menu, bro. And now go to American, American History. History. Okay, well. There's also the shirt that just says Caucasians. Okay, well, I mean, clearly they have a wide variety of shirts. Yeah, the, but I'm just saying these are what I like to call uncle shirts because they got a lot of loud prints. These used to have wolves on them, and now they have, like, you know, Teddy Roosevelt riding a shark. All right, but where's the Teddy Roosevelt shirt? That's, I... in a, that's in a different section. These are the really ridiculous ones. I mean, this is pretty sick. Abraham Lincoln as Maverick from Top Gun. <laughs> I'm just saying is like, the market... <laughs> <laughs> the market for that is me. It's you <laughs> and also probably a bunch of racists. All right, fair. Like, what? They have good style. <laughs> yeah, whatever, Mike. It's it's fine. I'm just saying is like that shirt just made me fucking laugh, and I wanted to bring it to the show and just support AAF because I did buy the Predator shirt that they advertised to me. Dude, I fucking I I I really dig the. Uh... Oh, this is fun. Fucking a shirt that's got the Union Jack that says, Happy Treason Day, you ungrateful col- colonials. All right. I the, love the kind it, of guy, The kind of guy who's going to buy that shirt lives in a state that's landlocked and will never meet a British person. Yeah. I mean, well, I'm not landlocked. <laughs> You're not going to wear that shirt. I'd wear it. I wouldn't buy it. You'd wear, yeah, you'd wear anything. You're fucking homeless. It's fair. Still. Yeah. You have that mentality still. I do. I'm just saying. Uh, was it what was the stupid slave shirt? Uh, peaceful slavery, or I'm um, sorry, uh, peaceful slavery or dangerous freedom, dude. Tell me not dangerous freedom could be the title of a Nas album. Yeah, like a dead if Dead Prez came back, they would call their album Dangerous Freedom. Yeah, but I mean, okay, a yes, but also. Um... No, I mean, there's so much... Honestly, this feels... This whole website, as I'm looking through it, it feels woke enough uh, where it's like, I do think it is exactly that. It's more of a Black Guns Matter thing than it is a white power thing. And, like, you know, part of it, though, is... I I, I think on the flip side, though, is, like, that whole mask thing. You know what I mean? What do you mean? Like, I feel like it's... it's 
if it yeah, was it, a, no, that's the thing. It's like a weird anti-masker thing, <laughs> but it's kind of could just be a Black Lives Matter shirt. It's almost like both people don't like the system. Yeah, it's almost like these people have way more in common than they think. It's almost like they should probably shut the fuck up and then, like, you know, have a drink and then, like, be friends. And, like, work together to overthrow. The, the whole government. American as D- fuck, dude, baby. Dude, if Black That's Lives it. Matter raided the Capitol with QAnon next time, like, that would be... Dude, that would be beautiful. Like, it would be with, pretty sick. It would be... It would be... Dude, like... And it, we could play, like, a... It would be, like, a Coke commercial in the background. Like, you know what I mean? Duh. Just smoking blunts I in the fucking... i give my world a Coke just mm-hmm. in the background as just, like, black people and white people together beat the shit out of every senator and congressperson <laughs> in the country. <laughs> beat them to death. Just fucking... Just taking turns, one white, then one black we, as they gang rape AOC. It's just... I, I didn't go that far, but I just... I mean... I mean... We, look, we agreed. It's gonna happen, sure. <laughs> sure, Mike. You're gonna rape the hot chick there. We all know... We didn't have to put that... Po- you're, you're, you're disgracing the beauty of this racial harmony of the murdering of criminals, is what I'm saying, Mike. If all of the Black Lives Matter people got together with all of the QAnon people and then beat every congressman to death before... And- Sharing a Coke. And sharing a Coke. It would be, you know, it would be beautiful, man. And we could all wear these cool shirts together, you know? That'd be dope, dude. Dude, it would be fucking dope. Dangerous Freedom does sound dope. Dangerous Freedom is a fucking dope. Dude, that is a dope title for anything. Including this episode. Including this episode. (laughs) Dangerous Freedom is a fucking awesome title for things, I think. I'm just saying. I want that shirt, Chris. Dude, I, wa- I want the Dangerous Freedom shirt. <laughs> I want the Dangerous Freedom shirt too, but I want to wear it. I want it. I want it to be a group costume with me and like black people. <laughs> I wanna. I want to go out. It's just you and Paperface. No, dude. I want to go out with like a group of white dudes and black dudes all wearing those shirts and just weird out a bar. You know what I mean? Like we all like like so like we get like Paperface. We get like Dave Temple. Dave. We'll all, like a bunch of guys that we know. Me and you. We we'll get some. Your we'll, cartoonishly Jack friend from the interview. Yeah, he's white. Cartoon, yeah. And cartoonishly Jack. But yeah, we'll get like a, a, a variety of just white men and black men. Yeah. And we'll all go to a bar together wearing those shirts like it's a bachelor party and just fucking weird people out. Just ruin some people's nights. Just the, she's like, so what's that all about? What the fuck do you think it's about, lady? What do you think it's about? I just see what people think as we're wearing these nonsensical... Dangerous freedom shirts. Because here's the thing. All freedom is dangerous. That's the point of freedom. Danger. Because it makes life worth living. I don't understand what's happening in the other room. Dangerous freedom. It's important. Uh, Moving on. (laughs) I got a quick thing to talk about. Um... the the QAnon shaman's lawyer popped up in the news and the statement can you pull up the statement Mike um I don't remember the exact context for this but uh, uh it was a, in a plea to um kind of get some of these people leniency in court the exact statement is 
Hold on, I'm pulling it up right now. For capital defense attorneys, finding mitigating factors will be the key in softening potential prison sentences. Watkins, the Q shaman, Jacob Chansley's attorney, said his client has Asperger's syndrome and indicated that Chansley's mental state and the impact of Trump's propaganda efforts would play a role in his case. Quote is this, a lot of these defendants, and I'm going to use this colloquial term, perhaps disrespectfully, but they're all fucking short bus people. These are people with brain damage. They're fucking retarded. They're on the goddamn spectrum. But they're our brothers, our sisters, our neighbors, our co-workers. They're part of our country. These aren't bad people. They don't have prior criminal history. Fuck, they were subjected to four plus years of goddamn propaganda, the likes of which the world has not seen since fucking Hitler. I mean, how about your Mr. Smith goes to Washington moment, dude? Dude, that is the most American. That's like 90s America. (laughs) Fuck, yeah, Mr. Smith. That's like... (laughs) 12 angry men shit right there. Hell just like yeah. I fucking love that fucking quote. <laughs> it's so fucking they're fucking short bus people. Like, look, you saw these fucking people. They were wearing costumes. Look, I may be saying this disrespectfully, but they're fucking retarded. Yeah. Look, I don't know. <laughs> look, this might be disrespectful, but these fucking waterheads really didn't know. That that building wasn't just a fucking jungle gym. All right? They thought that dome was one of those fucking things with the bars you climb up, and then there's a net under it. They're fucking idiots. Listen to me. Every one of these simple fucks should be on a leash. <laughs> Look, you throw a Rub- Look, you could have just rolled a Rubik's Cube in the room, and they all would have fucking went, oh, and 24 hours later, they would have fell asleep. You see the guy with the podium? He thought it was his mom. He was sucking on the po- he was sucking on Justice's titties on the podium. <laughs> my my client, the QAnon shaman, he found those antlers in a trash can. <laughs> He's wearing trash antlers, Judge. You can't give him the death sentence. He thought shaman was a toilet paper brand. <laughs> He's been shitting in the hat. <laughs> He shit in the hat. Yeah, his head's covered in shit, Judge. He's a shithead. <laughs> Jake Angelli's a shithead. Now, are we going to stop putting waterheads and shitheads in prison? And what are we going to do? Execute him? What is this, Texas? No. <laughs> Fucking little goofball wouldn't even know what was happening to him. Yeah. You're going to put that first needle in him, he's going to be like, oh, is this is this that vaccine? I hope it doesn't kill me and make me a cuck. <laughs> and then you're going to put the second one in him, and he's going to just fade away as if he was never here, Judge. You're going to tell him he's going to the farm, and he's going to yeah. believe you. Yeah, he's going to clop twice for yes. <laughs> On his way to the fucking farm, that Jake Angeli. <laughs> this man said that in court. <coughs> Dude. He went into court and addressed the judge and called his own client fucking retarded. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this guy rules so much. Dude, <laughs> the fucking fur was just flair he added to his helmet. <laughs> <laughs> the doctor says he can't leave the house without the helmet. <sighs> his soft spot never healed. That's why he wears it. Mm. The antlers keep him away from any hard surfaces. <laughs> it also lets him know what doors he can get through. Yeah, yeah, sure. It's like whiskers <laughs> on a cat, sir. <laughs> Fuck. Dude, that's the... You know, dude, pleading retarded <laughs> is the new... Is, is, is It's got to be better than pleading insanity. So, like, Because I, you want to keep the criminally insane away from other people, but the retarded are just adorable. <laughs> right. 
Right. That's how you get a. That's how you get a jury to look favorably on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you don't want the judge stepping. Well, in Well, he's here. insane. We'll lock him up then. Fuck. Yeah. That's what they, they they just pivot like lawyers were all just like, all right, I think we got to plead retarded. Show him a couple of <laughs> Special Olympics videos. So I remember hearing an urban legend when I was a kid that uh, this one guy was like on trial um, and he was like going to do like 20 years or whatever. And he had like he just shoved peanut butter in his ass and he like jam- during trial jammed his hand in his pants, reached in, grabbed it out and just started licking it. I feel like I've also heard is this not from a movie. No, I don't know. But uh, so they they got him off with that. So I'm wondering if Jake Angeli could try the same thing and they could use the same defense. Mm. It would work. I think it would work. I think it might. Yeah. Put some peanut butter in between his teeth. It's going to be interesting to see how much time these people get. Make him look like he can talk. It's going to be really interesting. How much time do you think these people are going to get? Like 10 years. You think they're all going to get 10 years? Do you think hundreds of people are going to get 10 years in prison? Most of them. Yeah. I think he's gonna. I think Angeli's gonna get ten years. Oh, for sure. I think a lot of them are gonna get like a year, six months. Time served. Some of them. Some of them will get time served. People who are like so, Jake Angeli doesn't have a job. Mm. The QAnon shaman didn't have a job, but a lot of these guys have jobs and are part like that will play They're in society. Yeah, that will play a factor in this. Um. All right, moving on. Wait, we're done. I'm gonna just I'm gonna move on, do okay. a quick thing. I'm gonna go. We're gonna go out with a different song. Okay. Before we go, I got. I just want to obviously plug uh, the M Harrington on both Instagram and Twitter, and go check out Old Man uh, all the all the shows at Brooklyn Comedy Club at Old Man Hustle. Um, I I think I'm there next week, right? Yep, you're hosting on Sunday. I'm hosting Sunday. I'm hosting the Sunday seven o'clock showcase show. It's gonna be a fucking fun time. Come through to that. Uh, follow me at Chris from BKLYN on Twitter and Instagram. Also, uh, the Summer Porsche Tour with myself and Robbie Bernstein starting back up. We've got a couple of dates. Not quite set in stone, but we're going to be definitely in, Phil- in Philly. We're going to be outside Baltimore. I believe we're going to be in Nashville at the end of the summer. Uh, and if you have a venue that you want, that you, if you're a fan of these podcasts and you want us to come through and do some comedy, you got some friends that want to watch comedy and you live near a city that we can kind of bring some other fans through, let me know. You know the email for the show. It's askthegoon at gmail.com. And also you can go there and you can just, you can just give your questions for me and Mike. We'll answer them on the show. Uh, askthegoon at gmail.com. You can let me know if you want to do something for the summer porch tour, or you can ask some life advice. Um, and on top of that, I think one thing, Mike, that we don't realize, uh, I was thinking about this the other day. I was listening to Project Pat. You know who Project Pat is? I'm very familiar. Okay. So the song, Don't Save Her, She Don't Want to Be Saved, Don't Save Her, should have been the song of the pandemic. Uh, is that a, I thought that was a J. Cole song. Now, originally, it's a Project Pat oh. song. Uh, but like, so that, in my opinion, so I was thinking about the pandemic and how, like, uh, people didn't want to wear masks. We shouldn't have made them. People didn't want to give back. All this stuff, like, people didn't want to do. And just, like, it should have just been, like, why don't we just let these people die? Right? No want to be saved. Don't, don't save, save her. So that's why, instead of our normal outro, we're going to go out with Project Pat, Don't Save Her, because I just thought that was a funny little thing to go out with. And again, follow the show, write us a review on iTunes, all that shit. Uh, good night. Welcome to the Hypnotize Zone. Today you'll hear the story of Russell Resthaven and the day he tried to save his girlfriend. Here's the story. Man, you won't believe what's the hell to me now, man. What?
I let this nigga come out my house and oh, he fuck my bitch. But I'm gonna kill him when he get off work tonight, though. Man, fuck that hoe, man. You can't be trying to say that bitch, man. My nigga don't have to hold a Brian Fraser. I spent cheese on it and everything. I bought rings and some more shit, man. I'm gonna kill that nigga hey, that I'm gonna marry. Hey, you can't turn a whore into a housewife, man. I love her, man. I love her, man. Cause she 